Alphabet Flight Encyclopedic Marvel Journey, where I go through the official handbook of the Marvel Universe with the guests, and we talk about all the characters we know and love and have forgotten as well. My name is Jesse Cooper, and with me today is Jordan. Hello. Okay, yeah, today we're going to be talking about a character who is a Kung Fu master, Shang-Chi. So Shang-Chi is an interesting character that also has a little bit of odd, odd little thing uh, that started him out in the Marvel Universe. But uh, but first, what do you know about Shang-Chi? Oh, okay. It's funny because I actually know I have the Marvel Handbook chat part like volume with him in it, and I've read his article, like read his part sometime before, but I don't remember the very specific details. I just know that he was like he was kind of like one of those kung fu masters that uh, were like around the what was it like the Sons of the Tiger and and Danny Rand and. Like basically, like this this whole small like group of like street level, uh, hero folks that were help that are like vigilantes and stuff like that, but not really super superheroes. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was um, it was during the era where kung fu movies were like all the rage. Yeah, but yeah, let's get into let's get into a couple things real quick, because here's here's what it looks like. You describe it real quick. I'm kind of concerned that his skin tone is yellow. Uh, kind of, and I don't know if that's supposed to be shading or. I'm gonna probably go for the worst. <laughs> on the cover, on the cover, he has realistic skin tone. He's at least wearing a red and gold. Uh, I guess those are called geese or karate geese. You know, like one of those. I don't know if there's a specialized term, but I would say geese. Yeah, but I mean, basically the 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 robe and and sweatpants kind of combination that's made good that's made so you can move around and do martial arts all right. Yeah, like I mean, it's generic, but but it's also like makes sense why someone would wear that if they were if they were practicing it a lot. Uh, but there is a kind of a interesting kind of an interesting reason why he's in the Marvel universe. Oh, so we're gonna get through that first. So, um, the character, so basically Marvel wanted to acquire the rights to adapt the Kung Fu TV show. Oh, okay. But we're, de- we're denied the rights because uh, Time Warner, who also DC, who also owned DC Comics, who was the ones who had the rights, um, they didn't acquire the, uh, the, the rights to the, uh, Sax Romer pulp villain, Dr. Fu Manchu. Instead, I'm just gonna let that <laughs> sit there for a moment. <laughs> Shang Chi was an original character himself, but a lot of his supporting supporting characters were from that comic strip. So none of the characters from the Kung Fu was used in the comic, but the character uh, Lu Sung bears a really strong connection to one of the characters. Uh, Kwai Chang Kang because it was the 70s and Kung Fu movies were like super popular Shang-Chi was made to look like Bruce Lee which I think you can kind of see in the face yeah yeah um, that's a young 
young Bruce Lee don't if people don't know what the kung fu uh TV show is it's basically about a uh it's a western martial arts show and it starred David Carradine mhm in yellow face <laughs> yeah as Kwai Chang Kane Americans decided to take Shaolin like or Kung Fu monastery ideal and do their own version of it. They did have they did have Asian characters though, actual Asian actors in the show. They just thought David Carradine needed his chance to play a Chinese well, he Shaolin had, monk, apparently. Well he had to, or how else was he going to star in Kung Fu The Legend Continues? But there was a lot of a lot of yellow face. We're gonna we're gonna now just talk about Shang Chi as the character now. Shang Chi, that's his real name, and he used to be a secret secret agent, but now he's a fisherman. His identity is publicly known, but few know that he is the son of Fu Manchu. He is a citizen of uh, the People's Republic of China. He was born in China in Honan. Honan, China. I put a lot of twang on that. Um, and his known relatives is Fu Manchu, and which is his father, and Fa Lo Su, which is his uh, sister. Um, he used to be an agent of MI6 oh. and a former member of Freelance Restorations. So he worked with the British government. Yep, he did. So he first showed up in Marvel Special Edition number 15 in December 1973. Shang-Chi, Master of Kung Fu. And it shows him like kicking. Well, it's not a great cover by any means. <laughs> Because it features the yellow claw, if you can, uh, that's going to be a fun episode that comes up, but basically it's like the yellow claw, like menace, like menacingly, um, hovering over like a, like a, uh, Shang-Chi kicking slash punching someone at the same time. He's punching someone into someone behind him and just kicking a, a another dude and they're on like a. They're on like an improperly done uh, yin yang symbol. Yeah, the space because they just slot. have the they just have the 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 bad symbol on both. Yeah, yin yang is it? No, the yang symbol on both. If I'm remembering correctly, because the uh, black dot is yin and the white dot is yang. Or did I get that mixed up? It has a white dot on both parts, which is I think the bad on both. Plus, plus the black, like the the black part of the yin yang, kind of looks a little off. Yeah, it's not a great cover and composition, and also it's just kind of racist. Yeah. <laughs> so, because I just, mean, it, I I honest, it honestly looks like one of those uh, henchmen. He's the henchman he's kicking is supposed to be a sumo wrestler. Yeah, which is not in the right region. We're gonna just get through this. <laughs> <laughs> Although I do like Sh- uh, Shang Chi a lot, he's actually a really good character. 
He just kind of has the whole, um, what's the word? Um, Orientalism going for him. Yeah. That a lot of people still engage in in some way. Uh, But yeah. So uh, he's the son of the internationally powerful criminal mastermind Fu Manchu. He was raised and educated in, in Fu Manchu's retreat in Honan, China. Where they, uh, well, there was very little. Well, he had very little contact uh, with his either of his parents. Uh, when he was nineteen, he became a master of uh, the mental and martial arts, which he rigorously trained by both his father and his uh, his instructors. When he was nineteen, his father sent him to the outside world for the first time on a mission to assassinate Doctor Pietri an old enemy of Fu Manchu's. I'm just going to say this just right off the, right off the bat. If, if your son barely saw the outside world, why is the first thing you do is have him kill someone? What was he teaching him? Like, was he teaching him how the outside world is terrible and that they are the only ones who can, like, if that was part of the, regimen of what he was learning that they are the ones who must change the world and by if by through blood and bone if if necessary i could kind of see like oh now go kill this person because he's indoctrinated him that doesn't sound like what he did it doesn't sound like it It just sounds like he was just like hey son you can leave the walls now just uh you have to kill someone though would he have a concept of death I bet you he had a pet inside those walls, and that ha- and that that la- that did not last as long as he did. Because I mean, most people like get a concept of death around like probably like six, seven, eight or so. Yeah. But if he hasn't been around anyone in his family that died, maybe he wouldn't have that much of a concept of it. An attendant dies and disappears, and they come back, and it's like, "What happened to the attendant? Oh, they were they left our employment." Fu Manchu raised his son to believe that his father was a great humanitarian, so Shang-Chi was convinced that Dr. Pietri was evil. When he went into his uh, home in Mayfield, I mean London, England, uh, he struck him hard enough to kill him. But but it turns out that the Pietri that Shang-Chi killed was actually a, uh, a robot that Fu Manchu made. So, so it's, and it was a robot that Fu Manchu made because Fu Manchu stole, well, kidnapped, uh, Pietri. So it was a test? Yes and no, because he wanted the robot that was extremely lifelike to be killed so people wouldn't know that the person, that Pietri was kidnapped. Why didn't he have the robot like crash into the sea or okay okay never mind don't no. don't 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 ask don't we can't get into this <laughs> <laughs> almost immediately after after shang chi committed the murder sir dennis nalan smith who was the greatest of fu manchu's adversaries discovered shang chi and smith tried to kill shang chi but Shang-Chi was, was like, real good. And uh, did some kung fu fighting. And, uh... He was fast as lightning. Yep. And then they, uh... Facing off, Shang-Chi re- revealed that's, 
to Smith that he was Fu Manchu's uh, son. Smith fully informed him of his father's true nature and and uh, career. And Shang and Shang Chi, being raised by a bunch of people who taught him to be humanitarian, called him a liar. Right? Apparently, he didn't have a lot of good faith in his father because like, he pretty <laughs> much is just like, oh, he's evil. Oh, I suspected. I mean, he did send me out to kill someone. Smith shown Shang-Chi this figurement of Fu Manchu's uh, sumos. One of his sumos inflicted on his legs, and Shang-Chi was shocked and disillusioned. Although, again, you can easily... That could be someone lying to you. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like he just left the like his walls for the first time, and he was just like, should I trust everyone I talk to? Because so far he trusted everyone he talked to. Maybe maybe socialize your kid a little bit. He would immediately uh, turn on you, evil dad. Several. So basically after this, um, he went to New York and confronted his uh, dad. And then Shang-Chi declared himself the mortal enemy of his father. Not his name, mortal enemy. Does Fu Manchu have a name, mortal enemy? Mm, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah. Um, several years later, Shang-Chi devoted his life to overthrow Fu Manchu's criminal empire and battle a bunch of menaces to Western society. If you couldn't tell, this is almost like the reverse of a uh, white man. White man goes to like China, becomes and saves China with Kung Fu. Yeah. It's like, uh, one of them, one of them good ones goes over here and fights all the communists. It's it's a different twer- type of white savior orientalism. It's where they learn that the white men are good and deserve to be saved. And I would argue, maybe not. Ultimately, he did bring his father to an apparent death in a confrontation. Although Fu Manchu had a elixir vitae, which allowed him to live and remain in the physical prime for many years, but it was no longer sufficient enough to maintain his youth. So he rapidly aged, and he needed blood taken from Shang-Chi in order for his physical uh, vitality. But Shang-Chi wrested the test tube containing his blood from Fu Manchu and spilled it on the ground. Fu Manchu was licking it off the ground. Ew. <laughs> Uh, when the retreat was demolished by an explosion set off by the other aides of Smith. Okay, that's a real real good way to die. Licking blood off the ground, and then an explosion happens. He needed that blood so bad, he couldn't stop the explosion. It's like the part of uh, the Limitless movie. Yeah? Where where the people, where the evil guys who are like, addicted to like the NZ pill was like, was like, uh, was basically like licking the blood of like one of his dead companions because like he needed more of it, more of the NZ. It was a fun part of that movie. Eventually, he felt guilt over his father's death because he's not that bad because he's a good guy. Um, and he eventually was just like, uh, I think I atoned for this murder, and uh. He just kind of became a fisherman and uh, just does a lot of fishing. Well, I mean, he deserves a nice retirement. 
uh lately he kind of shows he kind of shows up a lot like kind of as a supporting character very recently he was in the domino comic where him and domino are kind of like dating kind of and they're doing and he was teaching her kung fu because she wanted to rely less on her powers yeah that makes sense yeah she she also wanted to get better at like hand-to-hand combat so also i'm pretty sure it was shang chi who shot uh, who uh, not shot taught uh spider-man how to use um how do you how to do martial arts whenever there was a a bunch of signals in new york set up by j jonah jameson to jam his spider uh, spider senses oh because he needed to learn how to fight without using without using his his spider sense i'm pretty sure it's shang chi because I, I don't think it was Iron Fist. I don't think it was. Yeah. I might be wrong, though. It was either Shang-Chi or Iron Fist. But yeah, so he's 5'10". He's actually kind of tall for someone from China. Well, it's kind of like how, like, the radioactive man, he's like, <laughs> like he's six foot four. Oh, stay yeah. Down. Yeah. See, but, powers um, give you height. Apparently, especially if your powers is I have deadly hands, because part of his uh, part of his uh, things is like the deadly hands of Shang Chi. Are they registered weapons? Probably. He has. He's five ten, weighs one seventy five, has brown brown eyes and black hair. Has no superhuman uh, superhuman powers. But he is one of the greatest living masters of the Kung Fu, as well as a bunch of other mental and martial arts. He is so good at fighting. He's pretty he could he could pretty handily beat a lot of like super powered people as well as people with like fancy weaponry. Hmm. But yeah, that's Shang Chi. Well what do you think? Uh he's he's I he's like one of those kind of really good street level heroes that I like hearing about every once in a while, you know? Yeah, he he's I pretty mean, good. I I like him. It's just uh, I feel like that the, that whole uh, Yeah, the orientalism and the problematic stuff is there is kind of sad that that was thrown in there for him, but as a concept, you know, just someone who is a good martial artist and has been working hard to keep that up and help others with his martial arts is still a pretty dang nice concept and and like and that stuff kind of gets a little erased the longer it goes um yeah it was just kind of like during the 80s and 70s uh a lot of orientalism was happening over oriental oriental uh, can't say it again i said it too many times um can't say it anymore but but yeah it's it's uh it but it is definitely uh but i do like him as a character it's just uh that wasn't like the best showing for the character no <laughs> what i just read you have to kind of just believe me like there's some there's some uh like if you if you google him there's some really nice more modern like takes of him that that are a little are kind of better than what we yeah. we were describing yeah but um is there uh well s- well i think we're pretty much done so let's t- let's do our plugs okay 
Uh, I'm currently working on a podcast called What's McCracken, which is a cartoon rewatched podcast, uh, cartoon rewatch and discussion podcast, where we take a look at the works of Craig McCracken, most notable for working on Powerpuff Girls and creating Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends. Uh, we've just hit 10 episodes, uh, but we're talking about uh, Craig's recent series, that he did, which was Wander Over Yonder, and he went for Disney, uh, for Disney. And you can find us online at Krakencast. That's C R A C K E N Cast on Twitter. So, um, my name is GSE. I have a podcast called Creepy Critters, where I talk about cryptids. I also have a I also have an Instagram for my for my wonderful little cryptid cat with four thumbs. Um. At if you would like to look at that, you could go to at marvelous mooch on uh, Instagram. Uh, if you like to see the pictures of the people we're talking about, you can go to at marvelous mooch. No, I'm sorry. At if you'd like to see uh, pictures of the people we're talking about, you can go to the Twitter at alphabet flight or the Facebook group, the Hodgepod group on Facebook. Um, I have a. Uh, I also have a Patreon, so if you so if I get uh, twenty five dollars a month, I will uh, do an extra extra episode a week on the Marvel Marvel Pets out of the Pets Handbook I have. Does does it and, have what happened to the first tippy toe in there? Uh, yeah, it does. Ah, this has been Alphabet Flight, and may Madcap show you how truly meanest life is. Bye. Bye. Bye.